Popcorn Heist is an interactive community of pop culture lovers that spans multiple mediums. We dive deep into TV shows and movies of the past, present, and future to bring you the hottest takes and the coldest truths. Do you have what it takes? Join the heist. Hey everyone, welcome back to Popcorn Heist the Podcast. My name is Jake. I'm Nick. And this is Popcorn Heist the Podcast. Welcome back, guys. Good to be back as always. If you're stumbling upon us for the first time, Popcorn Heist is a brand that Nick and I created to publish pop culture content. You know, we're big nerds. We love franchises like Marvel, Star Wars, uh, Game of Thrones, you name it. We probably like it. We'd love to nerd out about it. And we wanted to share that love with all of you guys. Uh, we created a blog. We have a website, popcornheist.com, and we are across all social media platforms where we try to get you guys involved and, you know, do all that nerdy stuff that nerds <laughs> like to do. So, yeah. Yep. One of the franchises that we love in particular is Avatar The Last Airbender. My not Avatar. Show ever. <laughs> yes. Not Avatar The Blue People, James Cameron. Avatar The Last Airbender. And. We are going to talk about that today, but... And Legend of Korra. And Legend of Korra. Never forget Legend of Korra. Some people like to forget it, but it's a valued addition to the Avatar universe. Oh, yeah. But that's that's a whole other topic in, in and of itself. <laughs> but if you've listened to this podcast before, then you know that Nick and I love movie quotes. We love TV quotes. We love quotes that you find in all facets of life. And they're, sometimes they're completely obscure, which... You're in for a treat today because this is a pretty obscure one that Nick and I love. Uh, the quote of the episode, uh, Nick is going to deliver it to us right now. I don't know if it's a quote as much of, um, as much as a sound effect, but that that is the quote of the episode, and that is um, spoken. I don't I don't know if spoken is really the right word. It's 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 a sound effect made em- by emanates from that, <laughs> that emanates from Vatu, the evil, the evil spirit, the um, Vatu, Vatu and Rava, the good, the dark and the light spirit. Uh, Vatu kind of shoots these pink beams. If you've seen Legend of Korra, you know what I'm talking about. And every time he shoots a beam, it goes. Bwah! And uh, it's a quote that, that Jake and I, when we were watching Legend of Korra, we thought was hysterical. And uh, I'm sure if you listen to our past podcast, you've probably heard us throw it in there a little bit. So here's a little bit of an explanation there. And uh, since we've since we've noticed it in Legend of Korra, we've also noticed it pretty much any time any villain in anything shoots any projectile into someone else or into the air or Palpatine and, and the rise of Skywalker, um, Kuvira when she's shooting the spirit beam in season four of the legend of Korra. So, it's um, always, a, it's always a villain. They, they always, always have like villain. some sort of beam or some sort of projectile. And the only way to, the, I, we can't make the sound good enough, but it's just bomb. The best wow. I could describe it, which Nick does <laughs> use this a lot to, to describe EDM uh, music. Like when they just have like air horns and like, Random parts. The best way I could describe it is uh, the song "Losing It." That's like the closest sound I can I can describe. You think "Losing It" is a bomb song? I yeah. think more of like I'm "Losing Yeah, that's true. That yeah. is a bomb song. I feel like Tremor, but we're not. This isn't an EDM podcast, though. I do have a playlist "Bomb" on Spotify. <laughs> no. But just to give you a a little sense of what exactly we mean, because you probably think we're absolute 
lunatics right now talking on this podcast (laughs) but anyway um a few episodes ago we did a pop culture versus series uh every saturday on our instagram account we post like a poll um pick two things from pop culture they don't have to be from the same franchise or universe and we pit them against each other see what our followers think and this is our time we love to get your suggestions and interact with you guys so we asked you to submit some versus series that are specific to avatar um nick is going to be our moderator and he'll explain a little, a little further from here yes and if you don't get how the blomp quote quote applies it's because every time vatu's in a fight he just blomps everyone so now we got some fights coming ahead of ahead <coughs> excuse me so uh we will we're gonna get into some of these verses that you guys submitted and the first one is uh from mike trace Reindress, and it is best non-bending representative for team avatar suki versus asami what do you think jake i got i got i gotta go suki for, well first off non-bending rep for team avatar technically Neither. is Sokka. yeah i agree with that but if we have to go suki and asami if we have to go suki and asami then suki you know the kyoshi warriors are absolute badasses she's a great fighter she kind of like schools Sokka and teaches him every almost everything he knows in hand-to-hand combat. And I don't know, like Asami has the intellect over Suki, but you already have that on Team Avatar with Sokka because like he is super resourceful and like makes all the inventions and battle strategies that yeah, they've ever used. But he's also the dumbest. <laughs> he, but that's the, <laughs> the great thing about him. I don't know why. You think Asami over Suki? Um... I think Suki's probably probably more powerful, probably strong, definitely stronger. I feel like she's definitely a beast. I agree with you. Um, I would probably rather her on if I was building a team avatar. But like we said, Sokka is is really the best non bending representative, and he he's not as strong as like he's not as great of a fighter as Suki. And I do feel like Asami's more of a pivotal part of Team Avatar. I feel like Suki's kind of like an afterthought. Like I don't even know if I consider her really really core Team Avatar um in in avatar the last airbender and asami's definitely core team avatar in the legend of korra so i think if we're just talking like non-bending representative i might have to say asami and and she's a great fighter she's got the electric hand they do kind of sideline her in some seasons like in season two they kind of just send her with the to take like the injured people back because like he's not gonna fight unalak but um but uh, i do think i do think she's more of a pivotal part of of team avatar than than suki is but isn't it it, correct me if I'm wrong. It, it, I feel like I may be wrong. Isn't the first time that Sokka calls them team, team Avatar in that scene in season three, like the day before the, the um, uh, Sozin's Comet is coming and he's like, has his arm around Suki and he's like, Team Avatar ready. And it shows like Zuko and Aang and Katara. I'm not sure and, like, if that's Suki. the first time he says it, but let's be real. She's just not as core Team Avatar as the rest. I feel like people no, liked her, fair. so they like put her in the end and like, she definitely did not have to be there. That's fair. That's you know, fair. if she That's... if she wasn't in the final battle, it wouldn't been it wouldn't have been like where Suki. Yeah, no, you're definitely right. I just, I um, I don't know. I just love the Kyoshi Warriors, and I think that she's like definitely a more skilled fighter. I think she's Asami. a more skilled fighter. I agree with that. Yeah, but she's she you... got the electric glove. It's electric boogie oogie oogie. <laughs> That's a weird song. I've always thought that that's a weird song. <laughs> Getting off track. Um. In Legend of Korra, when they show like flashbacks to Team Avatar when they're older, did you ever wonder like where Suki like 
didn't you kind of assume that Sokka would end up with Suki? Uh, yeah, and then they never had any kids. But that's kind of what I'm saying is like, I, I, I would like to have seen some Suki, but it's also not like, oh, I really needed some Suki. I honestly would have rather more Sokka than, than more like in Legend of Korra than more Suki. Like, I, you know, I kind of wish they expanded on some of the main main characters of Avatar more than like I really cared that much about Suki. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll say Asami. All right. Well, we beg to differ there. Okay. We disagree. Okay. Next question. Who had better animal companions? Stephen Gordon submitted this one. I, I, this is like which show had better animal companions? Avatar The Last Airbender or The Legend of Korra? So overall, not just overall. like a single. Okay. So I, I would say I would say pretty much Appa and Momo versus uh, Naga and Pabu. I'm trying right? to think. Those are, are the, there... those are the animal sidekicks. Are there We're any not... more like that are kind of in there? A little bit, no, it's like very small ones, kind of right. Does, I, I don't, I wouldn't really consider any of them like sidekicks, any other like animals that are in there. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any like the villains had a, a had a animal sidekick in um in Legend of Korra. I know Avatar, they didn't. The the Probably bear, not. the king, the king's bear. In, I in love the last the king's bear. <laughs> I like where they're like, oh, uh, uh, just just a bear. This place is weird. <laughs> but no, I, I, let's let's talk Appa and Momo versus Naga and Pabu. Then that's hands down, Appa and Momo. Okay. Uh, uh, um. Actually, okay. actually. Uh, okay. Okay. Wait. I'm stepping back for a second. Because Momo's pretty useless sometimes. Yeah, I, I was about to say that. I, you know this, and I don't think the fans know this, but I've never been that huge of a fan of Momo. I feel like I wish he was like utilized more. Appa, on the other hand, is the the freaking best. He's, he's just, amazing. He's unmatched. There's, he's an unmatched animal sidekick. Literally, like every time he's on screen, he just steals the show. Steals the. I was just gonna say, did he win? So, when, like back when we first started versus series on our Instagram, we did Appa versus Donkey at best animal sidekick, Donkey from Shrek. Did he say, win? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Let me. I will check real quick while you continue about which animal sidekick is better. Yeah, so I'm gonna. So the reason why I immediately went for Momo and Appa is because I feel like Naga is, a she's super like useful and powerful, but I feel like she's kind of just like not in the the heat of the battle ever. Like a few times when they're in chase scenes and stuff like that, but Appa's always in the middle of like the battle with them and helping out. And even Momo, I feel like there's a moment where like someone's holding onto his tail, like when they're falling from the sky, and he carried them away and saved them. You know. I don't know. And so you're also and Momo. I think so. Okay. I, I love Pabu and Naga is a great animal sidekick, but I feel like they could have utilized her a little more. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I always say this. One of, one of the qualms about legend of Korra is it has so many characters to balance and it just kind of sidelines the animal sidekicks. Pabu is great. Naga, a lot of potential, but like not like didn't not utilize well, like not really my favorite. Cause you don't really get her personality as much love Pabu mm -hmm. though I love but that's like I love, I love Pabu. Pabu and Bolin's relationship but Appa is like unmatched love him so much Momo is a little bit useless I I probably like Pabu better than I like Momo but Appa is just like way above any of them um yeah. it's, it's kind of funny that it's like backwards like the the Avatar's main animal is Appa versus Na Naga Appa's like the best. Naga's like, eh. And then the the little one, Momo versus Pabu. Like, I like Pabu way more. But I think I just like Appa so much more than I like any of the four. I mean, Pabu is cool too, but 
but I think I think I got to go Op and Momo. All right, here here's an off the cuff versus for you. I'm just coming off the top of my head. So what what animal person relationship is better, Pabu and Bolin versus Ang and Appa? Oh, Ang and Appa, they have such a bromance. <laughs> Bolin and Pabu are so cute and amazing, though. Uh, they're, they're like funny. I love their relationship. The com- no, they're funny, but Ang and Appa is like the best. Like. And, and and they have so many like really emotional moments and also like funny moments and like Ang's like defensive Appa when they're like annoying him and they're like Appa move and he's like Appa's trying his best like I don't know I just love their relationship that's a that, good that, one though that's true there's a whole storyline where Ang gets like goes into beast mode because Appa gets lost like they clearly have a yeah. an attachment but that's a good that was a good one I like that one All um, right. what's what's the uh what's Tenzin's uh, Bison's name oh, Ugi. Uh, Oogie. Could have been used better. I wish the the Sky Bison were used a little bit better. I like the little baby ones in Legend of Korra, though. Oh, they're they're cute. They're so cute with the little tongues out. And Zuko has a dragon in Korra, right? Yeah, he does. Yep. I don't know the dragon's name, though. But but again, sidelines a little bit. Like, not really used as much. Well, that's a whole different story. The whole... (laughs) That's a whole different story. Anyway, speak speak of the devil, the next one is Prince Zuko versus Mako at the same age. This is submitted by Alyssa Jackman. So just a refresher for people, um, Mako is from Team Avatar from Legend of Korra, and Zuko is from Avatar The Last Airbender. So they're generations apart, so we're saying if they're at the same age, so if Mako is, uh, was, um, if Zuko was as young as Mako was. Yeah, pretty much, I would say pretty much like, like season four Zuko, or season, season three, three Zuko, I mean, and, um, and like season like two or three Mako. Because he's a lot older in season four of Korra. Yeah. Um, or maybe season one, Mako, honestly. You know I what we to... mean. Korra, yeah. Mako versus like Zuko at the end of Avatar. I have to think about this one. This is tough. Um, the, ma- the main factors that come, the, like my thought process here, is Mako like could master lightning bending uh light and lightning redirection like way quicker than zuko could well he had it in the like, beginning of the show yeah like he had it like he's a pro bender like very definitely very gifted firebender um i'm trying to there are no other firebending variations besides lightning bending right no yeah so i mean he's pretty much got that down but zuko was trained by iroh probably one of the best firebenders of all time and trained by the dragons also too and lightning redirection. Lightning redirection, true. And I feel like I will say, I feel like in Korra, like because of, a, a, like as time goes on, like people learn the different styles a little bit better. Like look at how many metal benders there are in Legend of Korra versus like the one in Avatar The Last Airbender. I feel like they like power their cities with lightning. Like a lot of people know how to use lightning. So I feel like maybe if Zuko lived in that time period, he would have learned lightning. Um and I don't know, like you said, Zuko's trained by the dragons and you like just seeing his growth like to that point and like str- having to struggle to learn almost made him better. And he learned like the angry firebending style and then had to relearn it to like change to his to his change personality. So I think I got to go Zuko. I think so, too. Uh, I think Mako's like he's re- he's a really skilled firebender because like, he, I mean, pro benders are are great benders but like he's still just a pro bender and he can like hold his own with all the villains in in legend of korra so he's definitely yeah. like really powerful but 
I think Prince Zuko was just legendary. Yeah. You, know, you got to go with Prince Zuko. <sighs> yep. I got with Prince, definitely Prince Zuko. Um, so next we got another one from, from Alyssa Jackman. And uh, this is kind of, I know last episode in our last versus episode, we had like a who's hotter one. And that's a whole, you have to go listen to that episode. Cause that was a whole mess. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but this one is, is a similar one. It's kind of like our, uh, how do you, how would you explain this one? Like our, not joke our rom- one, but like our romantic one, our romantic and like our quirky one. Quirky one. There you go. Um, so random. So, so random. Our, this one's so random. Uh, and <laughs> like, like we said, this was submitted by Alyssa Jackman and it is, who is a bigger simp Sokka or Bolin? So should we explain the lingo? Is there anybody out here who doesn't know what, what simp means? Um, simp means know. pretty much you like, like, swoon over like a guy who swoons over girls and like would do anything for, for like, like like do anything he's to like he's wits he, before yeah. they're in a relationship yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah exactly he'll like do anything and like <laughs> bend over backwards just to <laughs> to get some <laughs> um you this go is first a tough on one. one okay it i'll go first one. this is a tough one i'm gonna say um I don't know. I feel like Sokka, when he like first is crushing on someone, he's definitely like a little bit. He swoons over them, but Bolin is is definitely a simp, and he's a simp for multiple people. He's a simp for Korra at the beginning. Then he's a simp for um, the actress. I can't remember her name. Then he's a simp for um, uh, Eska, the mm-hmm. the uh, waterbending princess. And then honestly, at the end, he's not really a simp for Opal. Like he likes her, but he's not as much of a simp for her. They just kind of. They kind of like each other from the beginning, so it's not like he's like really, really trying. But I feel like I gotta go with Bolin. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. Like Sokka was definitely trying to trying with Suki and then trying with uh, Ua, but I don't. I don't remember him ever being like really, really like where it was like, okay, like what are you doing? Like Bolin at times, I was like, oh my god, you're this is like bad. <laughs> so I originally was gonna. Bad. Yeah, I, I, ri- I was originally gonna say Sokka, but I feel like after hearing your like he's more of like full of himself where he's not like simping over girls like he's kind of like oh look at me like i'm so cool and then he like makes a fool of himself like in front of suki and yeah. like i feel like he's more of a ladies man than bolen is because he goes for girls and he always gets them like he yeah like i mean suki he, he's, right. <laughs> he, he's a player a little yeah, bit he's a player and, and i feel like he also like is sometimes he has that like toxic where he's like oh i would never like he like tries to be a little too cool. So he tries like purposely not to simp. Is there some toxic masculine masculinity going on with Sokka? <laughs> no, I would never say that. I love Sokka. <laughs> well, love definitely, Sokka. definitely at the beginning there. Some, but um, a little bit, <laughs> but um, I love Bolin too, but definitely a simp. Definitely. Yeah. Simp. He he's there because like, he, he's like my beautiful princess. Eska. <laughs> he like falls in love with the girl before finding out that they're crazy yeah, too. Like yeah, Eska yeah. ends up being like crazy. And then, what's the actress's name ends up being like a little crazy too and he's like i need to get out i like how the actress ends up simping over bolin though yeah after he saves yeah. everyone in the in the pro bending court in season two mm-hmm. um so bolin the bigger simp thank bolin you Alyssa, for thank you Alyssa, for spamming us yeah as usual <laughs> okay next we got t pharaoh 1417 submitted boomy versus tough and we actually had another submission where it was old Boomy versus old Toph. So, but we'll just go Boomy versus Toph. Whenever you think their prime is, go. Toph. Toph. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, Toph. I mean, Boomy. It'd be a tough fight. It'd be a tough fight. That's a that's a question that I've always 
like thought of. I feel like that's a that's a common question. Actually, we actually have an article where we rank the benders in each element. Go check it out. Um, and I put Toph ahead of Boomy on that article. It's our first ever article. I feel like Toph is definitely the stronger better uh, bender. She invented earthbending. Her um like her disability pretty much makes her more powerful than any earthbender. Like because she can't see, she has to rely on earthbending. It only makes her more powerful. She has seismic sense. You could tell if uh, she has like that lie detecting power. I feel like Toph is just like she has every earthbending power except lava bending and. Um, maybe if Boomy was a little bit younger, he would have been able to learn metal bending. I'm sure he probably would have. Um, but even though he proclaims when you first see him fight that he's the most powerful earthbender you've ever seen, I think we see a more powerful one in Toph. I love King Boomy. I mean, Me he's too. Like super crazy. And like, but uh, he's also, uh, one thing he has maybe over Toph, like where Toph is like, has ingenuity and like resourcefulness and like, and, um, I'm trying to think of the right word, like is very innovative with with bending boomy is a little bit more wise like we have that whole scene where i think we used it did we use it as a quote maybe where he, uh the neutral gin oh, like this yes. positive gin yes that wasn't this an episode posi- quote but we did mention that on a on a former podcast yeah there, there's positive gin negative gin and then there's neutral gin where you're supposed to wait it's not the right time to attack like i feel like he's very wise and like is experienced battle wise but i feel like Toph is the inventor of metal bending. She invented seismic sense. She's so much more powerful because she's blind. Like she's the best earth render in the world. She proclaims it as she invents metal bending. Yeah. Like, well, also Boomy claims it at some point too. They both claim the title themselves. I didn't even think of that. But that's what, but Toph, like after yeah. everyone proclaimed, like you'll never be able to bend metal. And yeah. she just like straight up, just like. And you yeah. know what? Toph's pretty wise too, in a weird way. When she's teaching Korra, like her sternness like there's some wiseness to be found in her bluntness. I also feel like, you know? Yeah. Like you learn something when, she, when she's teaching Cora. To a certain degree. Yeah. yeah. But th- doesn't she struggle a lot? Like teaching Aang where like her methods don't really work with all uh, people. But they work eventually on both Aang and Cora. Um, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like even though she doesn't come out with those like Iroh and boomy isms, like there's, there's some wiseness to be found in the thing she says. Yeah. I can okay. agree with that. So, moving forward, we got a waterbending duo. We got Amon versus Unalak. See, uh, this is submitted by Eddie Mans, and uh, it is Amon versus Unalak. The season one of Legend of Korra Villain and the season two of Legend of Korra Villain. What do you think? Amon versus Unalak. Um, we're saying that he's not Unavatu, right? He, no, he's it not specifically says Unalak, not Unavatu. Okay um then amon i agree amon i feel like i feel like amon is just so op with the blood bending um i would like to have seen i feel like they purposely like didn't put him in a room with katara or him in a room with unalak i guess unalak wasn't really a character at the time but i don't know i wonder if unalak could have like resisted because he's so powerful but i don't know if it's amon just amon versus straight unalak no no uh unavatu i think it's got to be amon yeah, they, he literally studied, like, devoted his entire life to, like, learning everything, everything you possibly could about waterbending. Like, all the idiosyncrasies and, like, learned how to take people's bending away with bloodbending. Yeah. Like, that's just inc- incredibly OP, and Unalak has never displayed anything like that in the right. show. I think if you took away bloodbending, though, no bloodbending in play, then I think Unalak. I think Unalak is probably a better waterbender, but just who would win in a fight, 
gotta go Amon. From what we've seen, yeah, I, I could agree with it would be a much closer fight, and I think Unala could could um. We really haven't seen Amon waterbend almost at all, like very yeah. little. So I think I think Unalak like has really studied like the traditional waterbending. I think he'd rock Amon in just a waterbending fight, but that's not part of the question. So yeah. I would I would have to go with Amon. What's what's Amon's brother's name again? The one that like is uh Tarlock. Tarlock. What about like Unalak versus Tarlock? I think, think it would Unalak. still be Unalak. I think Unalak. Well, well, I guess Tarlock could bloodbend. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Yukon, like their father's line, is just like so OP because of bloodbending. Mm-hmm. Um, even like them versus Katara, like it's so hard to say because if they just bloodbend her, then she's done. In a full moon, though, I don't know. But she could bloodbend. Only in a full moon. Yeah. 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 So if it was a full moon, who knows? But that's a whole. Go read our waterbending, our, our, our top five benders in each element article to get more yes. thoughts on the the order of who we think is the most powerful. And tell us if you disagree, too. Yes. We'd love to hear it. Yes. Um. So we got another, moving on from that, we have another waterbending battle submitted by Ronick Ronick. G twenty five, and um, it is young Katara versus Unalak. So we're talking Katara at the end of Avatar: The Last Airbender versus Unalak. So kind of moving on from the same conversation. This is tough. This is this tough. is tough. Oh. it's super tough because like I just want to believe all of the Avatar characters are at their most powerful at the end of Avatar, but I don't know. Would would she really beat Unalak? Like, I know she's really powerful, and we're told she's really powerful, but I feel like we don't see her train enough to, like, believe that she's the most powerful at the end of the Avatar The Last Airbender. I, I feel, feel like, like I come out of that show thinking she's super powerful. And she, and she does know bloodbending. Like, she knows all the different kinds of waterbending. She knows northern, uh, northern southern, and bloodbending. It just seems like they they went very quickly from her like struggling and Aang doing much better than her than to her being really good when she fights um the waterbending teacher at the at the Northern Water Temple. Discipline, Jake. Discipline. It's all discipline. I, I, I know. I I guess the passage of time, like they like you have to assume they've been traveling for like days upon days upon days, like as they're flying around on Appa all throughout Avatar: The Last Airbender. So she has all that time. To like perfect her craft, but I still think I, I think Unalak might have have it on her. I don't know, but uh, uh it like pains me to like it even pain, think. It, it, it pains yeah. me to even think against Katara in this one because I always like assume she's like the most, the most powerful. I feel like if you you took Katara in her prime, she would probably win. But just talking young Katara, like she's so young and just has not had enough training to beat. Unalak, I guess. That's what I gotta say. You know, I I really want to believe that Katara is, but she does defeat Azula, and Azula's like, I mean, Azula's young too, I guess. But you know, that's another Firebender, though. I think that's a very different. Yeah, that's you can't. But you know what I mean? Like, like she she contends with some of the most powerful people. Yeah, but don't you think Unalak would have been able to beat? Azula, especially at that state where she was like mentally co- compromised. I don't know. It with Sozin's comic going, but still, she's like a little kooky. 
Yeah. Well, you know, Katara beats she, her because she's smart. I don't know. Ugh, this is a tough one. This is the toughest one yet. I feel um, like with Unalak's knowledge of like of all of his knowledge and experience of waterbending and his knowledge of like the spirits, like he'd be able to like work something out. So is it purely waterbending or can he use like some like spirit power and stuff? As long as he's not combined with Vatu. As long as he's not Unavatu. Unavatu beats every waterbender because he's the avatar. He's one of the avatars. I think Unalak then. You got to go Unalak. Do I have to though? <laughs> I don't I feel like go. I, ha- I don't feel like I have to. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> I got to go Unalak. Mm. I'm sorry Katara. I love you, but No, I'll go Katara. I think she would figure something out. I feel like she would use some type of like innovative way to to beat him. I'll just, I'll say young Katara. That'd be an interesting one. Yeah, that, we'll I wish we could see it. Honestly, you know what someone. they should have done? They should have had her fight a little bit in season two of Legend of Korra as an old woman. Would have loved that. Missed She's opportunity. old, though. Like, but, old, okay. like I, I, <laughs> we don't want to get it too much into Legend of Korra, but she could have just had a scene where she like fends off Unalak and then just like he like backs away because he knows he knows he's going to get rocked. That would have been cool. That like been when cool. he's like beating up Tarlock and if she, why does he not kill kill his brother? He just leaves him on the street. Should have been Katara comes in. Bomp, um, and fends him <laughs> off. I, I, but that's still a different question. That's old Katara, though. Yeah, that's true. Katara. That's true. Also, Katara has healing powers, but that's that's not in a fight. No. Um. So yeah, I mean, that's a tough one. Maybe we'll take that to Instagram at some point. Yeah, I mean, maybe we'll take all of these to Instagram at some point. True. Um. So yeah, those were all the verses we had. Pretty pretty quick episode. That was all of them? Yep, that was all of them. So I, I thought of something before, then I was going to bring it up, and then we moved on quick right, right to the waterbenders. Is, um, do you think that Toph eventually like got better at sandbending because of how disgraced she was that she was responsible for like losing Appa? Like, do you think like if it, she was versing King Boomy in sand, then King Boomy would beat her? Or do you think that she eventually? I think like, I think that she Sandman? that King King Boomy might um, beat her in Sand, but I think she did get better. She got really good at it, but I think King Boomy would still beat her. It's not like her. It's not her forte. I think so too. I have a good versus that we could do, even though this isn't a fan submission. We did do we it. did a, off the cuff. Off we did cuff. a few waters. We did a fire. Uh, we did an earth. So how about we do an air? Tenzin True. versus. Um, uh Zaheer. We kind of got this in the show or in Legend of Korra, right? But, but who do you think who do you think who do you think who do you think is a better airbender? Who do you think is a more powerful airbender? I know my answer. <laughs> That's tough. Um I think I probably probably Tenzin i think i think zaheer like yeah he unlocked flying but i think that's because of his like devotion to what was it um what's guru what's lahima. The guy's name? guru lahima yeah i think it was just like his devotion to like the history and like the the ideology of of airbenders like letting go of their um their attachments like i think like he was just like so dedicated to that that he was able to do that but i think that tenzin is a more skilled and dedicated airbender. So here was yeah. only an airbender for like what a, a couple weeks. Yeah, I actually I agree with you. 
uh, but I feel like that that's definitely the most fair airbending fight that, that I could think of in it. And interesting, I know some people wouldn't agree. I agree, though. Um, I think even though he could fly, I think Tenzin learned from Aang. Uh, I think Zaheer was uh, such a such a good fighter from the beginning that it made him a better airbender, like because he was so skilled at martial arts already. But um, mm. I like that the show referenced who would win and had them actually fight because that was so, that's one of my favorite fights of the whole show. I like I feel like usually they'll like handicap someone to like not answer your question or like purposely not put them against each other. So I love that they actually put that fight in and showed like you don't mess with Tenzin. To be yeah. fair, that was before Zaheer could fly. But um I say Tenzin. What about I feel like we got this in the show too already. I, this might be an easy one, but Iro versus Azula. Iro. Iro, easy. Do you think Iro would have been able? They kind of they mentioned this in the show. Uh, Iro versus the Fire Lord Ozai. In a fight, that's a tough one. I I say, um, I say Iro because he can shoot lightning. He could redirect lightning. Um, and I don't know. I think just his study of like all the different elements helps his fire bending. So I, I say Iroh. I, I agree too, but he does have a line in the show, right? Where he's like, I don't know if I'd be able yeah. to like, he says, take even on if the, I the could, fire. even if I could defeat the fire Lord and I don't know that I could. <laughs> I love him so much. I know I that's, him. that's the best. I think maybe let's, there were a couple things that people sent in that weren't exactly verses, but I would like to maybe just bring them up quick before we end the episode. Um, is that okay? So Mike Trace uh, Reindress he sent in um, food for thought the best bending variations out of the four bendings. So water we have blood bending and healing, fire we have lightning, air we have flying, and earth we have lava and metal. I feel like air you also got like the spirit world type thing. No, they're all kind of like connected yeah. to the spirits. <laughs> I don't know Maybe. about that. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, we won't do that one. We'll do flying and uh, lava. We said lava and metal for Earth. Yeah. I feel like the best one to have in the show, if you're in the Avatar universe, is bloodbending. Clearly the most OP one. But would you use it? Is it like, isn't it it's considered like immoral, technically? Yeah, but that's just, that's something that coward Katara says. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they say in legend of Korra. that's why she'd lose um total lock yeah um i think blood bending is definitely the most powerful one yeah the water the water bending ones are definitely the most powerful and valuable like healing and blood bending um but also earth bending is pretty damn powerful yeah metal I, bending and and lava bending are pretty cool i feel like metal bending because you could like build stuff out of it where like lava is more destroy uh, I feel like yeah. lightning is honestly not like it's pretty similar to fire. I feel like you don't need lightning to be powerful. As long as you learn lightning redirection, I feel like you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, flying would just be fun. Yeah. Flying I just want to fly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he just kind of, I like when uh, Zaheer is like flying around. He just kind of like hits people. He like just swoops down and like goes and like yeah, yeah, yeah. And hits <laughs> people with his entire body. <laughs> um, and also you have to like, lose all of your worldly attachments so it's yeah. kind of like hard. oh oh yeah no i think not i've so, everyone around you die <laughs> so blood and blood and healing versus lava and metal what would you what would you say 
considering you're not like a mon where you can do it without a full moon you can only do it on a full moon. only with a full moon okay then metal and lava i feel like healing's good healing's uh but healing would be helpful to like the world do you think that um that water like kind of cancels out earthbenders like if you freeze them when in ice though like as long as you mm. land like a good like ice bending shot on them then like you're kind of fine just wait but as long as you moves. but as long as in, uh, with earth if as long as you just like lift the earth and like cover them in the body thing that ang covers the fire lord in and like um you know i don't know i feel like earth you could say the same thing for true you know if you just go and like bring the earth up and like <laughs> put them in a cage <laughs> per- perfect sound effect that's exactly <laughs> what i hear <laughs> um so i'd say the best I- i'd say yeah if, if you're saying that uh blood on a full moon and healing versus metal and lava i'd probably rather metal and lava i think that's a fair point i i guess i agree yeah you forget about the thing where they just like kind of yeah like put the, bring it up to their but they do the same thing then... in wall in like eska does the same thing to mako and Bolin in legend of Korra season two so it's kind of like i don't know why they don't use those moves more often anyone earth water just go yeah lift up you know what i they they should do that way more often yeah you know what i just thought of i I, because i was thinking we're definitely missing like a bending variation sand is technically like an earth bending one and also is is swamp bending water or earth because swamps are mainly water i feel like so swamp bending is swamp bending is water bending the guy in the tree is the water bender the guy the guys in the swamps are water bending but mud bending is a is could really either be water or earth but that's not really a variation because that's something all waterbenders can like do. Yeah, and, why like, do they call them swamp benders? Just because they live in the swamp, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a different variation of water bending. And then like cloud bending is like air and water, but like I don't think that's a variation either. It's just kind of like something waterbenders and airbenders can do. It's not like something yeah. that's like a special ability. I feel. And the ability that Toph has to like read the vines and stuff is that an earthbending ability or is that a spirit ability? Do you think? Is that like a, anyone can do that really? I th- I think, well, the vines in that swamp are, like, spiritual. So, like, I feel like avatars can, like, do it. And, like, can Janora do it? Does Janora ever do it? Yeah, Janora and Toph do it. Yeah, so Janora does it through, through like, the spirit thing. But I feel like Toph does it because she can, like, like, the way Toph does it, she, like, literally feels the vibrations of the world, I feel like. It's That's not, so like, cool. the spiritual. I feel like they, it's two separate things. I thought that was so cool when in Legend of Korra when she's like, even if I'm like halfway around the world for I my still see children kids, and I yeah. can still see them. That's I like, like that, so yeah. cool. Because that's like a thing that happens in in uh, in Avatar. Like he's like, you could see the whole world from this tree. So I feel like that was a good way to nod to it. I like that she was living there. I feel like that was fitting, yeah. you know? Very fitting. So, yeah, that was a quick versus. Um, a lot of good ones. And obvi- honestly, we'll probably do another avatar versus episode because there's so many different cool matchups that we can yeah. do and yeah. if you like these matchups again check out the bending article because it tells you our thoughts on the whole list of who's who's the best in each one yes the article and every saturday on our instagram at popcorn heist we do a versus series so yep. keep your eye out go follow us um if you really like this podcast uh wherever you're listening uh we'd love it if you guys can follow us and uh give us a review on itunes um, even it's just a couple words, some nice words uh, for us. It's really going to help us grow and expand, and uh, we'll really appreciate it. So, join the heist, everyone. Join the heist.